Hello there. So uh, the uh, this coming Friday Jurassic World Dominion is uh, released. So to count down to that, I'll be doing a Jurassic review series, uh, starting off with the second film, The Lost World Jurassic Park. Uh, I have already re reviewed the original one a couple of years ago, not long after I started doing this. So uh, there's no point in me reviewing that back then. So if you're interested in a Jurassic Park review, it's way back in like either June or July 2020. So there you go, way back then. But um. Uh, so this film came out, uh, so I'll, I'll just conf confirm there'll be some spoilers in this, so if you haven't seen the film just be aware of that. Uh, this film came out like four years after the original, and I'll say this one, it holds up surprisingly well. It's actually a very, very good sequel, thoroughly enjoyable, much better than its reputation would have you believe, because a lot of people were disappointed in this film. I think as well a lot of it was to do with... The, the obvious the obvious uh, novelty had gone. You can't re re really replicate the uh, the uh, the novelty that you got four years previously. You might see the same sort of thing happens with Avatar when that sequel comes out this year, because you know you're not going to have quite the same shock and awe that you got from that. But time will tell with that one. But um, you know. I think more than anything, this was never a bad film. I think people were maybe just disappointed in it because, and I'll say this, it's not as good as the original, but it's a pretty damn good follow-up. I will say this, and and so and I know it's got apparently it's got a rotten score and rotten tomatoes and all that's not the be-all end-all. It's a flawed system. It's in like the fifty percent range, but you know, much better than its reputation would have you believe. So, what I will say is. Biggest major flaw of this film is the first 40 minutes. It's largely incident three. And it, it does start to feel like almost a soft remake of the original. There's a, it follows a lot of the same beats. And that's where it kind of... This is where you sort of think, maybe it loses people in the first 40 minutes if you can't really get into it. But once it gets going, pretty much non-stop, and I'll go into this now. If you actually compare the opening scene, the opening scene of this film is a bit flat. I mean... Compared to what you get at the opening scene of the original, you know, with the raptor in the cage and the classic Shota line, that was an amazing introduction to the film. Incredible introduction. Whereas this one, you've got a little girl on the island and these tiny little dinosaurs called like compies, like start surrounding her. It's fine, it's not bad, but if you compare it to the original, it's just like. No, you know, no. Another thing is, it's not that the first 40 minutes is bad by any means. You know, start to meet the new characters. The new characters are all quite likeable. They're all quite good. But the, and of course, if you look at the original, the first film, there's not really, other than the opening scene, there's not really much action for the first hour. But there's some great character interaction moments, like when you first get introduced to Ian Malcolm and things. He's the one of the mainstays that actually returns. Uh, you've got a two-scene cameo, essentially, from uh, the late, great um, uh, Richard Attenborough here as John Hammond. It's funny as well, speaking of Malcolm, he did something similar in Fallen Kingdom. He actually did a, a scene at the end, beginning and scene at the end, kind of like what Richard Attenborough did here. So, nice little throwback in that sense. Life finds a way, as they say. But, uh, yeah, it's all fine, the introduction and stuff. And even, like, the first time you see, like, the they see the dinosaurs out in the open, the Stegosaurus, it's fine. Even you've even got Ian Malcolm doing doing the, ooh, ah, this is how all this starts. And then there's running and screaming. It's almost like he's trying to be meta as well about this, in a way. And, you know, these, these scenes are all fine. They're not bad. But it doesn't quite have the same impact. Now, but it's around about the 40 minute scene 
when the uh, the T Rex hunter uh, Roland Tembo, played by the late great Pete Possibly, and he is awesome in this film, comes in and they do this like roundup scene where his his mercenaries are like rounding up the dinosaurs. You've got this great shot as well on the guy on the motorbike it drives in underneath the, the dinosaur's legs and things like that. That's a sensational scene. That works that it looks so great even to this day that does. Uh, so this from that point on the film really lifts up and even when it is kind of doing aping the original like you've got like the T-Rex attack the car around about the midpoint of the first film and here you've got two T-Rexes essentially atta attacking the, uh, the trailer because they've, they've got the baby Rexes in there as well which was a nice touch the baby Rex was cute let's be real but um, this was great this actually was a great scene it didn't f even though it's following the formula it actually is still a great scene. It racks up the tension. You've got like when Julianne Moore's character, Sarah Harden, falls onto the glass and the way the glass starts cracking under the tension is unbearable. It is so brilliantly done. So that, that this was a great scene. That's in many ways this was the first time when it's this I, I would actually argue this could actually argue it's sorry rival the the car attack from the first one. That might be sacrilege to some of me saying that, but you know, I'll say this, this was a great, so it was literally a cliffhanger because they were hanging over the edge of a cliff. So it was tremendously done. Of course, you've got the great scene as well with the, the, the parent T-Rexes take this guy, the, that, that poor dude, and they like bite each, get a half of them, bite each of like, the boat and he, they're in, he's in both their mouths and he just bite, they both bite them in half and they each get a half. So there you go, sharing their meals. Yeah, that's that's nice. That's a that's good couple goals right there. But um, yeah, this was great. There's some there's some really innovative like death scenes in this as well that are really well done. Like uh, like the, later on when the T Rex is chasing them through the forest and it like stamps on this guy in, in a puddle and then of course there, there's this other guy the dinosaur expert that uh, uh, gets you see him getting bitten in the waterfall and the blood starts trickling through tremendous scene that was so well done and uh, great scene as well with the raptors chasing them through this uh, field as well another thing we'll notice as well one of the new characters is uh, ian malcolm's daughter he did make reference to i think he's in the first film i think he said they had three kids and things so this is one of them he likes to get around you know but life gets a finds a way for of them to get around to be fair and this is an interesting thing that really <laughs> struck me as well with the, in the day and age we're living in right people say oh there were people like to complain about everything as well of course we've, we've been all about, about these fandom menace type people and the people that the anti-sjw's i know what would happen if they were around if this film came out today they would have a big problem with Ian Malcolm's daughter because Ian Malcolm's daughter here is a black girl, right? And there's a scene where, well, she's a gymnast, and the scene where she, she like swings on the bars and then kicks the raptor through the window, uh, which is a great scene. I love this scene. A lot of people, I know it's daft, but I don't care. I don't mind Sam being daft as long as it's exciting and daft, and this was exciting and daft, so I enjoyed it. But um, I know what would happen. Or oh, they'd be like, oh, the dinosaurs are getting sidelined. Oh, it's woke. Oh, it's forced diversity. Oh, the, the, she's a Mary Sue. Oh, she's like sidelining the dinosaurs in their own film. And she had to cuck the dinosaurs out. It's like, oh, she's a Mary Sue, a, a strong woman. It's like, <sighs> you just know what would happen. And you, they, they, they always, and to be fair, big difference is, I, there's no agenda here, it's just natural. Well, men, they're, they're 
there quite clearly was an agenda that I reviewed yesterday, but that's a whole other story. But um, you, you just know they'd have a big problem with this nowadays. But I digress. But uh, yeah, and then we've got... Pete Postlethwaite character is his character is driven and determined and obsessed with capturing a T-Rex and he does do it, he actually does put the, the Rex down but then you sort of see an absolute hollowness in him, it's such a great character moment when, cause, and he knows as well that his friend, I think his name is RJ uh, doesn't make it, he dies but he's sort of like, you almost have this almost moment when he's you, feel, you, you can feel how hollow he feels, he's been obsessed for all of this and he feels like all of this was for nothing. It's such great character work. It's such a great poignant moment. Uh, I think that was really well done. That's, it was so well done in here. Uh, so uh, great actor, Pete Possibly, was absolutely fantastic. And of course, we come to the finale, which a lot of people have a problem with. I don't. They did something different for this. They took it out of a different setting. Of course, it's when the T-Rex is on the, the rampage in San Diego. I love this scene. I enjoyed the hell out of this. So. It's, like, it's quite funny. I must admit, it did track me up that. So, yeah, I loved this scene. It was great. Loved the finale. Overall, this film is a ton of fun. Bit of a rough for first 40 minutes, but if you can get by that, once it really gets going, it never lets go. It's tremendously done. Apparently, Steven Spielberg didn't really want to do a sequel to this. He was sceptical, but he went ahead and did it. And you know what? Even if his heart wasn't fully in it to begin with, he's still done a bang-up job with it. So... Lost World Jurassic Park, criminally underrated film, thoroughly enjoyable, well worth a revisit. Uh, there's a lot to like about it as well. Yeah, I know the Ian Malcolm character, and uh, what was good as well about Jeff Goldblum here is he still has the jokes there, but he's a bit a lot more cynical as well. So if he was just cracking jokes every five minutes, that or if he was the way he was in the first half of the first Jurassic Park, it would have been a bit okay, you know, but you know, it was well done that he's been changed by this experience, but he's still deep down inside got his cynical sense of humour. There are great moments like when he's like phoning for help and they can't understand what he's saying. He's like, come in, come in, god damn it, you bastard. <laughs> There's still great moments of humour in there. So overall, very enjoyable film. It was great revisiting it. So Lost World Jurassic Park, a lot of fun, definitely worth checking out. And definitely very very underrated so that's just my thoughts there coming up tomorrow i'll be speaking about jurassic park 3 uh, so <laughs> a film that's got an even worse reputation for uh, than this one so uh tune in to find out what i thought about that also later on today i'll be going to see top gun maverick so i'll get my review up for that tonight as well so there'll be a double recording today Ooh, how exciting uh, well probably not <laughs> not really but still uh, having said that so anyway thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen and goodbye